1: are listening to the Upper Hand Fantasy Podcast. Now, here's your host, Faraz Sadiqi and Zach Rizzuto. Let's get into it, man. Let's get into wide yeah. receivers. Let's do I know it. you
0: said it's a weird week because of this weather. <laughs> you sent them to me. And you're it's like, so it's weird. It's a weird week, man. I completely agree. Um, there's a couple guys that we usually see up here that aren't. You know, especially having Amari Cooper outside the top 30 feels weird.
1: It, it really does. does, and but and, it makes and there's a few guys at the bottom of the top 30 that I'm like, what are you guys doing here? Like, you guys don't belong here, <laughs> you know? Like, what, yeah. are you, what, what are we doing, you know? So, but at the end of the day, like, you know, what I'm projecting is some of these guys who don't normally finish in the top 30 to to, to be there this week. Um, but right. we have Justin Jefferson at number one, uh, Tyreek Hill at two, Devontae Adams at three, Amon Ross St. Brown at four, Jamar Chase, then Stephon Diggs at five, uh, at five and six. Um, so, yeah. you know, Diggs is the last one in this group. You know, that group is self-explanatory, uh, you know, and and it's really about the weather. Uh, you know, that's why Stephon Diggs is all the way down here um, because yeah. there is a little bit of concern uh, in Chicago this week. A little bit of wind could affect the passing game. Uh, you know, Diggs, you know, lately, he hasn't been that, you know, elite. he hasn't finished with elite fantasy numbers obviously he's an elite player uh but the weather yeah. could potentially keep him at a point where he's not reaching his ceiling that we're that we're used yeah. to
0: and we're going to say that about a lot of receivers you know this top half of the top 10 is a lot of fairer weather games obviously carolina might be a little cold but it's not going to be like that bills game um in the in, yeah. in chicago and green bay you know they're playing down in miami um uh, the Vikings are indoors, <laughs> Amiraz St. Brown, we just talked about, and Devontae Adams. gonna be cold in Pittsburgh, but it's not going to be that bad. So you're going to see right. that kind of happening this week. But um, I-, I like Justin Jefferson at the top. Tyreek Hill should be able to get it done against a Packers defense that's been allowing some points. Uh, Jamar Chase, I think even though it's going to be cold, you know, it looks kind of bad. Uh, I trust the Bengals' offense to get it done. They have Joe Burrow playing really good football and they have plenty of receivers there too. So I'm not worried about them at all. And Stefan Diggs, It really does feel weird. We've seen him get it done in like rough weather matchups before, but this one might be a little bit, you know, outside that zone where it's like, okay, it's not just rough weather. It, it's pretty bad. <laughs> yeah. They are going to have a good deep. matchup though. Go ahead. Sorry.
1: Yeah. It's a good matchup. Uh, you know, will they need him? You know, they could potentially run the ball, with Singletary and James Cook right. and they want to get Naheem Hines involved a little bit. They could do that. You know, they have three guys, you know, who are capable. So they could easily just run the ball down Chicago's throats. Uh, but yeah. you know, we'll see. You know, they probably have to keep a balance a little bit at least. Um, but maybe not, because Chicago's one of the worst Russian defenses in the league. Um yeah. DK Metcalf, he's next up at seven, uh, kind of in that next year, you know, without Tyler Lockett in the lineup this week Um, you know he has that broken finger he potentially will miss only this week and be back next week but we'll see Uh, you know we can I I would assume that the targets you know can funnel DK Metcalf's way you know in a game where the Chiefs will likely be up all game long right Geno Mm -hmm. Smith is probably going to be you know slinging it the whole time to keep up with Patrick Mahomes so I can see you know DK Metcalf easily seeing double digit targets in this one
0: I think that's definitely in the cards. You know, they're facing a Chiefs defense that's allowing the you know, fifth most fancy points to wide receivers on the season, and this one has you know shootout written all over it. You look at the over/under; I think it's the second highest over/under this week, and you don't need you don't even need to look at the sports book to see that this is going to be a good matchup as far as offenses go. Um, I, I th- I'm expecting big things from DK Metcalf, like you said, double-digit targets. I think he's pretty much a shoe in for that at this point with Tyler Lockett out. If not, you know, it could have gone a different way. Marquise Goodwin will get some targets, but DK Metcalf is going to be the guy for most of the game. I think it's going to be a passing attack for Seattle most of the way. Like I said, they're playing pretty much for their playoff lives right now. You know, they can't afford to lose any more games the rest of the way. And they're going to be, you know, scrapping in this one against a good Chiefs team. So I like DK Metcalf at seven. I think he has some nice upside that I think might kind of trump Stefan Diggs, you know, in the matchup that he has.
1: I can see it. I can see it. I, I wouldn't be mad at that, you know, uh, you know, right. having DK Metcalf ranked above digs this week. Not at all. Uh, CD lamb. I haven't met eight against Philly. Uh, neither James Bradbury or Darius Slay uh, move inside to cover the slot. So, you know, CD lamb, we know that he runs most of his routes from the slot and Philly has given up the fifth most fantasy points to slot wide receivers over the last four weeks. So, uh, we could see targets funnel his way, you know, instead of those random spikes in target share, you know, to the outside wide receivers like Noah Brown, you're getting 30% yeah. target share last week or Michael Gallup, 23%, 29% target share a couple couple weeks ago. Uh, so I think CD has yeah. a chance, you know, to getting that 30% target share this week. uh, And that's something he hasn't seen in three weeks now.
0: Yeah, I think there's no question that he's going to see that type of target share. I think it's going to be a throwing day for the Cowboys. Even though Gardner Minshew's playing quarterback, the Cowboys aren't running away with this. You know, This is going to be a competitive game. And if it's going to go one way, I'm not saying the Eagles are going to dominate Dallas, but I don't think Dallas dominates this game in any way at any point. So I think that it's going to be a competitive game script enough that CD Lamb is going to be getting those targets, like you said. And in the slot, he's been running his routes from the slot. He's been moving on motion a lot. You know, they've been finding ways to scheme him open. I still think they need to throw it to him more. Um, Noah Brown, I don't know what he's doing with that target share. I wouldn't expect that to continue on a week-to-week basis, but that's just kind of the way it's been these past couple of weeks. I think they're they're going to get the ball to CeeDee Lamb, and I like him at eight this week. I think he is, you know, just a shade under DK Metcalf because of the matchup that DK Metcalf has, um, and CeeDee Lamb, Dallas is a complete offense. They do still lean on the run game a lot. So that kind of hampers its upside, too.
1: Yeah, I think if I'm not mistaken, uh, the Eagles had 15 total uh, pro bowlers, like if you're including the alternates, um, which is oh, really? insane. <laughs> oh, yeah, man. It was like, I think it had eight, if I'm not mistaken, it was eight pro bowlers and like seven alternates or something like that, which is yeah. The, the most in the league, obviously. That's, that's, that's a crazy. <laughs> that's uh, a lot of good did, players, right there. Is
0: the Pro Bowl? Is it still that popularity contest? Like, I know they have the votes, but Tua got all the votes. Yes. He didn't make the Pro Bowl. Like, who just... Did they have like a committee that decides that? Like, I don't I, think, I, think so. I, I think exactly it was a.
1: I think it was a um, a vote, if I'm not mistaken.
0: Yeah, because it's, Tua was leading the highest all players in fan yeah.
1: voting. Um. Oh, interesting. I didn't know.
0: So, did they have like selectors? Let's like, see. Yeah. I thought it was just like, you know, the Pro Bowl didn't matter. You know, it just happens if you're popular. And then uh, I pay attention to the all-pro, you know, right. rosters. That's 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 how I, that's what I get mad about. Not the Pro Bowl rosters. But um I, I was just interested to see that because I wasn't sure you talk about the Pro Bowls. Like, I'm not sure who makes those decisions. Oh,
1: oh, here we go. It's one-third coaches, one-third fans, and one-third players.
0: Okay. All right. So that, that's a little bit more credible. All right. More credible than I thought it was. It was, I thought it was just like, no one gets most votes, because I was looking more at it. Credible. I was like, there's no way Tua is going to make the pro bowl over Patrick Mahomes and Justin Herbert right. and Josh Allen and Joe Burrow. Exactly. Like this is just, it's just right. too many for him to make the pro bowl over them. Interesting. It's
1: interesting that he got, he was the most voted though. That's cool. Right. Um, Chris Godwin, I have him at number nine against Arizona, A.J. Brown at 10 against Dallas. And this is obviously a little lower than normal for A.J. Brown. But, you know, obviously a bit of a quarterback downgrade to Gardner Minshew. And, you know, we don't know what the target distribution is going to look like. You know, A.J. Brown also runs most of his perimeter routes on Trayvon Diggs' side. So, you know, just bumping him down a little bit. You're not benching him or anything like that. But, you know, just kind of temper expectations a little bit because you kind of don't know what to expect this week.
0: Yeah. I would expect big games from the other Eagles receivers, which we'll talk about in a little bit, because Trayvon Diggs is really the only guy Dallas has in coverage. Outside of that, they are banged up. They're missing Anthony Brown at cornerback, so they're starting Kelvin Joseph, who can't cover anybody. And then they have a good nickel corner, but he's a rookie, so he's been beat a couple times. I think that all the other receivers will be fine. Unless A.J. Brown runs away from Trayvon Diggs, it could be the other guys getting it done this week. And with Gardner, I'm not worried. I'm not worried about AJ Brown with Gardner Minshew at quarterback, you know. I just think the ceiling might not be there. I'm not sure. Yeah. No, I
1: I, I hear that. And, you know, AJ Brown does run most of his routes away from Trevon Diggs. Uh it's just that he runs about 40-45% of his routes on Trevon Diggs' side. So he does move around just a little bit and Diggs hasn't really been moving around uh following yep. receivers. So and, and you know, when you have another receiver like like DeVonte Smith like you know, there's no reason to just follow A.J. Brown because Devonta Smith is a problem on his own. Yeah. Um, and at number 11, I got Keenan Allen against Indy. He's averaging more than 12 targets per game over his last three games. You know, you saw what K.J. Osborne just did, uh, you know, yeah. uh, against Indy out of the slot last week. Uh, they were missing their nickel corner, Kenny Moore, and he's still not back at practice with that ankle injury. So, you know, Allen is walking into this game with a potential monster matchup advantage.
0: I think that's definitely the case. And you look at the last four weeks, the Colts are allowing the most fantasy points to wide receivers. You know, 100%, that's a matchup that you want. Over the season, they're actually, you know, one of the top 10, I think, in terms of fantasy points, but they've kind of come back down to earth. That could be inflated by Justin Jefferson and KJ Osborne's performances last week, but um, definitely something to keep an eye on. That kind of trend can continue week to week. And I like Keenan Allen and Mike Williams to get it done with Justin Herbert. The Chargers have been looking better on offense, so I think that this is a really good matchup for Keenan Allen. I think eleven. Might be a bit conservative. You know, he's a a PPR machine. I think he has a nice floor of at least like 14 points because he's going to be catching at least eight passes a week. That's what it seems like.
1: Pretty pretty much. Yeah. No, pretty much. Um, And then Christian Watson at 12 against Miami. You know, I'm not worried about Romeo Dubs coming in and getting those targets. You know, he was like wide open on a few of (laughs) those targets. And it's because the defense was just so focused and concerned, you know, with Christian Watson uh like on, on monday night you saw it like especially that like one play where christian watson motioned to the outside on the right and then like Romeo doubles was in the slot and just like was wide open in the middle of the field because you had like two yeah. or three defenders near christian watson um so yeah so you know watson's upside right especially in a matchup you know in miami in which Aaron Rodgers most likely going to have to throw a lot more uh you know there's no way watson's not in my lineup this week
0: yeah, no, you're definitely starting Christian Watson, there's no question. We've seen the upside so many times. Last week was his first down week in, yeah. know, I think, like six weeks. Is that his first so, game
1: without a touchdown?
0: Yeah, since he you know had that breakout game against Dallas. I mean, yeah. he's been on a tear. So don't worry about it. Don't panic because, oh, he had eight points and Romeo Dubs got – Five targets on 30% route participation. No, don't worry about that. You're fine. (laughs) It's Christian Watson we're talking about. He'll have a good game. I think he bounces back this week against Miami, who has had, they've had trouble, you know, covering receivers most of the season. They're not an excellent matchup, but they're not a really bad matchup either. They're solid.
1: Yeah, 100%. Um, I got Jalen Waddle at 13, uh, Juju at 14. And we talked about the matchup with Green Bay. This could be a high scoring game. So that's why I like Jalen Waddle at 13. Uh, but Juju at 14, right. man, he's been getting it done in tough matchups over the last two weeks nine for 74 and a touchdown, 10 for 88 last week. So, you know, he's being upgraded for me big time, you know, especially considering yep. all the matchups, you know, I hate this week for a lot of the wide receivers and all the <laughs> weather concerns that we have for a bunch of wide right. receivers this week. Um, so yeah, man, like Juju is like one of those guys. So you look at the names after Juju and there's a lot of question marks for a lot of these guys this week. But Juju, for me, like doesn't seem to be, he doesn't seem to be uh, much of a question mark for me.
0: No, I think this is, you know, an appropriate ranking. You know, I think he's a really solid receiver the way he's been playing the past couple of weeks. And in this matchup against Seattle, like we said, I'm expecting a lot of points. If this is a shootout, I'll make a bold prediction here. And to say Juju Smith-Schuster is going to get two touchdowns. It might not be a hundred yards. But I think he might get two touchdowns this week because Jarek like McKinnon's been on a tear with touchdowns. I don't think that's going to continue the way he's been scoring touchdowns. and They're going to have to go somewhere. It's still Patrick Mahomes-led offense. Travis Kelsey will get his. But I think Juju Smith-Schuster, this could be one of those games where, you know, he just kind of elevates. He could be one of the difference makers for the playoffs this week. So there's my bold prediction for the week. We'll see if that comes true. I hope I'm right.
1: <laughs> I, love it. I love it. That's a good one. I actually like that one a lot. Um, Terry McLaurin, I have him at 15 against the 49ers. You know, keep an eye on Trivarius Ward, he's in the concussion protocol. There's a chance he gets cleared, uh, but he hasn't had his full practice yet. Uh, you know, if he's out, McLaurin gets an upgrade. Uh, but the 49ers have been vulnerable to wide receivers anyway, so this isn't necessarily a matchup that I'm staying away from.
0: Yeah, and on paper, you know, you look at it immediately, you're like, oh, they're playing San Francisco, they're not gonna put up any points. That's not necessarily the case. You know, you look deeper at the statistics, you find that receivers are faring all right against the 49ers. And I think Terry McLaurin, he's been in the fold with, with um, Taylor Heineke at quarterback. I think that's going to continue. He'll be just fine. I don't think he has a ceiling of guys above him, um, but I, I think that he's a solid play each week. We haven't seen much of a ceiling from Terry McLaurin. I think just because Taylor Heineke is not a fantastic quarterback, but he's looking for Terry McLaurin enough that warrants him to be, you know, in this high end, high to mid uh, wide receiver two range.
1: Yeah. And and Mike Williams like you mentioned him like you expect him both him and Keenan Allen to do their do his thing. Um so I have him at 16 here and I agree with you Indy has been a little bit vulnerable lately. Um I have Garrett Wilson and Christian Kirk at 17 and 18 respectively. Um and Yeah. You know I want them to be a little bit higher. You know uh but because of the weather concerns, you know I have them down here which is still solid, right? They're still, you know, solid wide receiver twos this week even with the weather. Um uh, but you got to keep in mind that Potential wind over 20, 20 miles per hour, wind gusts potentially higher, maybe even reaching that forty mile per hour range at times with the gusts. So uh and on top of that, it's gonna be raining the entire time, apparently. So yeah, I'm not benching them, but I am tempering expectations. Um, you know, there's still production, you know, likely in the past game. It's still gonna happen. It just might not be as much. Um this is not like the Cleveland game, Cleveland Saints game, right, which is why you won't yeah. find any Browns or Saints wide receivers in my top 30 this week. Uh, but Wilson yeah. Wilson has a good matchup, right? And I still kind of like him in my lineup. And Christian Kirk, you know, if, if anyone is going to produce against the Jets, it's going to be a slot wide receiver. Um, and I think the yeah. targets, uh, whatever t- targets there are this, uh, tonight, they are going to funnel in his direction. Uh, and I'm benching Say right. Jones tonight against the Jets perimeter corners. Uh, DJ Reed, by the way, big snubbed out of Pro Bowl voting. <laughs> All right. Yeah. Xavier Howard, you know, come on. DJ Reed deserves to be in there over Howard this year. Same with Marlon Humphrey, right. to be honest with you. Pat Sertan, okay, sure. Um, yeah. You know, DJ Reed, you know, he's a Pro Bowl ultra- alternate, but still, you know, and I'm I assuming I Sauce tonight,
0: made it. Yeah.
1: Sauce there made would be it. Yeah, sauce made fire and flame sure. Sauce didn't make it. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Sauce made it. <laughs> yeah. Um, but I think you know, DJ Reed's gonna have some extra motivation tonight. So I'm not gonna be playing Zay Jones.
0: <laughs> right. Yeah, that makes sense. But if I if I had to pick one of these two guys between Garrett Wilson and Christian Kirk to outperform where we have them ranked, I think I would go with Garrett Wilson. Obviously, this isn't Mike White at quarterback. You know, but we've seen him get it done in bad weather before. A couple weeks ago, against Chicago, same type of weather. You know, just raining the entire time. It was more. It was like pouring that game, and it wasn't quite as cold. But we can. We've seen him get it done. He had two touchdowns in that game. I don't think Zach Wilson is exactly Mike White, but if he just funnels him some targets, I'm not that worried about Garrett Wilson. I think you can look at the matchup too. You say it's pretty good. Uh, There are things pointing in the right direction for Garrett Wilson. If there's going to be a solid fantasy contributor, this tonight in tonight's game i should say i was gonna say this week but tonight's game um i would go with garrett wilson over christian kirk even though christian kirk like you said those targets will probably funnel towards him too i just like garrett wilson to do a little bit more with it um tonight i think he's going to be one of the only guys you know producing for this jets offense so is he too low i don't think he's too low i think the weather is enough to have him ranked down here you know there are certain things out of his control that can keep him a little bit lower but i'm saying if i had to bet Instead, one of these two guys are going to outperform their um, ranking. Like finish, say maybe top twelve. I-, I would go with Garrett Wilson over Christian Kirk. Um, I'm not afraid of Garrett Wilson tonight. You know, it's easy to be, but I'm not.
1: <laughs> yeah, no, I get that. I-, I think that makes sense. Now, I have T Higgins uh, at 19, and and this yeah. might seem a little bit low, but he just hasn't shown his ceiling with Jamar Chase in the lineup. And yeah. you know, most of the guys ahead of him in these rankings are the number one wide receivers for the respective teams. The question is, you know, you know, given the weather concerns, the weather concerns for tonight, do we play him over Garrett Wilson and Christian Kirk? Honestly, like I'm not sure if I I'm not sure if I am, to be honest with you. Like, if you look at what T. Higgins has done this year, um, he had one like in terms of like with Jamar Chase on the field, he had one really good game when Jamar Chase was on the field. That was in week four against Miami. And we know what that what yeah. type of game that was. Right, but otherwise, yeah, he's been you know not that amazing. Like he's been solid, you know. And yeah. and his other two big blow up games was with T-Hick, was with Jamar Chase out of the lineup. Um, and you know, eighteen percent target share without with with Jamar Chase in the lineup is not going to really tell me that I got to rank him super high, right? Um, yeah. so with them, you know, against New England, you know, and also where he lines up, I think he's going to see a little bit more. Of Jonathan Jones than Jamar Chase because it doesn't seem like they're going to be shadowing uh, in this game. So you know because of those reasons, I think you know T Higgins down here is somewhat appropriate.
0: I'm in full agreement with you. You can't rank a player at his ceiling every week if he hasn't hit that ceiling in a few weeks, or he hit that ceiling and it's been contingent on another player on the team being out. And that's what we're dealing with going into this game. He hasn't hit that ceiling. He's been solid, like you said. He hasn't hit that ceiling. But also Jamar Chase is going to be going to be playing. And we saw Tyler Boyd. He's become – well, he, he hasn't become. But last week he was a little bit more of a contributor than he has been in recent weeks. So I think having him here makes sense. You know, this is where he could easily finish. I think this is a solid spot for him because he's been a solid receiver. I just don't know if the upside is there. And you're right. I think Garrett Wilson and Christian Kirk have a little bit more upside to them this week um, unless this ends up being a shootout against the – the Patriots for the Bengals. I don't expect that to be the case. Um, T. Higgins, I think he's in for another, you know, just just a solid day. I'm not, you know, leaving him on the bench. Like – if you're starting Garrett Wilson, Christian Kirk over him, like you can go start T Higgins in a flex and I'd be perfectly happy with that. It's he's a, like he's a high floor.
1: He's a high floor player. Like he can, yeah. has a very high floor. He's going to, he's going to, he's not going to shut the bed for you. Right. Um, And he hasn't right. shit the bed at all this entire year, but the ceiling just hasn't been there. It's I mean, funny because Tyler Boyd is the I mean, opposite, right? Like Tyler Boyd plays better, you know, with Jamar chase uh, in the lineup than he does without. that. Yeah.
0: <laughs> right. But the thing is, um, Said T-, T. Higgins hasn't shit the bed for you all year. He did one week, and that was when he pulled his hammy early in the game, and then that whole fiasco yeah. happened. So there's one week. That's true. I mean that that was kind of out of his control, but you know,
1: actually, he actually he did it twice. He did it twice. So <laughs> that means, that's <laughs> the all. Truth. Uh, uh, the th- truth comes out. That does kind of sucks. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but, but, but the good thing is that he did play eighty percent of snaps last week, so he seems to be yeah somewhat he's fully back. back. Um I, I have DJ Moore at 20 against Detroit. Uh he showed his ceiling, right? In the in two of the last three games with Sam Darnold. So yeah. And then he yeah, then he put up like no points right in between that. So <laughs> you you're gonna live and die with DJ Moore. Like, I don't know, man. Like it is what it is. It's a good matchup. I'm chasing the ceiling here.
0: Yeah, I, I would do that too. You know, Sam Darnold's been playing a little bit better. The offense hasn't been bad where we expect it to be really bad. For the Panthers, uh, obviously last week they struggled a little bit against the, the the Steelers, but that's a pretty pretty good defense for the Steelers. They weren't allowing many points um, to any position last week or the few weeks before that. So I think DJ Moore, he could be a good play, like you said, in a good matchup. Detroit's allowing the second most fantasy points over this entire season to fantasy wide receivers. I like DJ Moore. The talent, you can bet on the talent this week. I think he's a much nicer play this week than he was last week. Um, you're right about it's going to be chasing points here, but that might be what you need. To get through the, the fantasy playoffs, like would you consider? Okay, here's a question. I know you have T. Higgins higher than DJ Moore, yeah. but would you consider DJ Moore over T. Higgins in the flex if you want the upside? Yes, because this is a wide if receiver. Want the, one. If, 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 if yeah. I'm
1: chasing upside, yes, because he's the wide receiver one for his team. DJ Moore, 32% target share right in this past game, the, in, in his last big game, 31% target share. B Higgins, uh, I mean T Higgins is at eighteen percent target share for the year. He hasn't hit thirty percent in in a, several weeks. So, yeah, no, yeah, I, I agree with you. But if I'm mo- in most weeks, most scenarios, like seventy five eighty percent of the time, I'm playing T Higgins over DJ Moore because I know he's going to give me points.
0: Right, that makes sense.
1: At twenty one, I got Jerry Judy. Uh, even with Quilton Sutton potentially back, uh, I think he's still a solid solid play with Russell Wilson uh, back this week. Um, I, yeah. I think. You know, DeAndre Hopkins, <laughs> I have him all the way down at 22, man. Like, you know, with Trace McSorley, you know, I don't have great expectations this week. You know, AJ right. Green had eight targets from McSorley this year compared to Hopkins five. Right. Trey McBride was the most productive receiver with Trey McSorley in his playing time this year. So, you know, the targets, you know, might be more distributed than you think. Um, the matchup is decent. You know, so I'm not necessarily going all the way to say bench Hopkins. Um, you still play him. But definitely tempering my expectations this week.
0: Yeah. And if you want to look at it from just like how's the target share going to be separated between these guys, you look at it from that standpoint. I'm not even worried about the target share. The target share could be there, but I don't see Trace McSorley throwing for more than 200 yards, 220 yards in this game. You know, so how much upside is there for DeAndre Hopkins? I don't think they're going to be scoring a lot of points. If they do, it's probably going to be a tough slog to get down there. And it might be James Conner time, you know, once they get into the red zone, if they do. I think you're right on the money here with this ranking. This might be a little bit low, and it might be a little bit disrespectful to the talent that DeAndre Hopkins has, but you know, the situation around him is not conducive to fantasy points right now, and I think having him at 22 makes sense.
1: Jawan Flith, pre- appreciate the super chat. He's asking ETN or Dobbins this week. Um, you know, I'm going to ETN tonight over Dobbins, yeah. personally. Um, I think they're going to just run the ball more just because of the weather. Uh, also, Fields mm-hmm. or Cousin, um cousins uh i'm going fields here uh you know I, yeah. I think that you know he just has the upside he has the floor um yeah i'm going fields even that is
0: that's us. the worst no the second worst weather game i think behind cleveland and new orleans if you want to like categorize them so i'm not worried about it, but the thing is the passing game is probably going to be neutralized and we know the thing that justin fields does very well is run the ball <laughs> so I, I wouldn't worry yeah. about it another might be You know, concerns with that, but I wouldn't worry about Justin Fields because of the way he produces his fantasy points. It's much different if you have Fields versus a guy like, you know, Jared Goff. I think Jared Goff would be in for a tough ride if you were in that type of weather this week. Uh, I'm curious
1: what you think about Devontae Smith this week. I have him at 23. Uh, I have Hopkins over him. I have Judy over him. Right. I have DJ Moore. T. Higgins, like, are you, is he too low for you here? No.
0: I'm actually expecting a really big game. Devontae Smith, because like I said, Dallas's secondary is right. So, is he too low?
1: That's my question. I think he might be a little too low. low?
0: I I think I would put him over Jerry Judy pretty easily. And if we could go back and see who else we have over him, um, I'm not sure who we got. Let's see if we click back. We have DJ Moore. I I would maybe put him over DJ Moore, I'd leave him behind T Higgins. But the thing about Devontae Smith is we've seen you know, second receivers. Uh, get it done against Dallas. I mean, A.J. Brown, he's going to be all right. Even though Gardner Minshew is playing, I think, like I said, he can distribute the ball. This isn't going to be a runaway game for Dallas because Dallas' defense the past few weeks have been allowing a lot of points and a lot of yards. Um, If Trayvon Diggs isn't covering Devontae Smith, which we know he doesn't really shadow anybody, they'll move Devontae Smith around, I think he's in for a big game because Dallas has had a lot of trouble covering more than just one receiver. You know, obviously Christian Kirk had a quiet game last week. Zay Jones popped off. We could see something similar to that. This week with Devontae Smith. I'm projecting him to finish a lot higher than maybe a low end wide receiver too this week.
1: Okay. Yeah, no, I, I think I might agree with you. I mean, my only concern is like it's tough to predict what Gardner Minshew is gonna do with the ball in terms of target distribution yeah. with Dallas no, Goddard back. Um, you know, we we you know, Dallas Goddard had one of his best games with Gardner Minshew last year, two touchdowns against the Jets. Uh also, you know, in games with Dallas Dallas Goddard this year, Devontae Smith's floor has been it has been severely limited, also. So that's that's kind of I'm hedging a little bit, but I understand. I think the the upside for Devontae Smith is definitely there this week uh, because Dallas has given up the second most fantasy points to uh, perimeter wide receivers who run routes from the right side over the last eight weeks, and they're also pretty. Um, you know, they're also top bottom twelve, bottom eleven in fantasy points given and up to slot wide receivers too.
0: Uh, just we're, we're wide receivers in general and fantasy points allowed their 4th most. They allow the fourth most over the last four weeks, and then they're second go. most over the last two weeks. So obviously, we've seen the injuries have kind of come along, and they're forcing them to allow more points. Uh, I, I think that you know this could be a really good matchup, and he might be a little bit low.
1: Okay, okay, perfect. Uh, and then DJ Shark—I have him at twenty-four here. I you know I think against Carolina, he's going to do kind of go back to what he was doing before. You know, in the last two games before the Jets matchup. You know, I think he's going to go back to doing what he was doing then. Um. Yeah. um I, I don't know if Carolina is going to be, you know, staying in this game, but you never know, man. Like, you know, Carolina has made things a little bit tough for some some opposition this, you know, lately, uh, especially after the coaching change. Uh, but I think DJ Shark is is a solid start this week. Um, We saw him, you know, have those big plays. So it's very possible that we see a couple more of those this week.
0: Yeah, I like D.J. Chark much more than, like we said, last week against the Jets. It was a quiet day, like we predicted. So if we are we told you not to start him last week, he didn't perform. I'm telling you, you can start him this week. I think he's got a shot to produce. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So yeah. I, I, think DJ, I, I think D.J. Chark, it's a much better matchup. You know, the weather isn't going to be horrific. The offense has been playing well, and the Lions just overall are playing much better than they were earlier in the season. And it's going to make D.J. Chark a, a good start for you this week. I like him as a flex, ideally, but I think you could slot him in as a wide receiver, too, in a pinch. I got
1: Michael Pittman at 25. I think even with the quarterback change, you know, still starting him as a borderline wide receiver, too. Uh, Mike Evans at 26 against Arizona. Uh, a little hard to trust, but decent matchup. Um, yeah. I have Marquise Goodwin at 27. Uh, that makes him a wide receiver, three. With all the weather concerns, the tough matchups for wide receivers this week, I think he's yeah. an upside play that I'm willing to put out there in my semifinals. Uh, the Chiefs are going to put up points. He's going to be playing that. Tyler Lockett role that runs routes out of the slot and the right perimeter which is where the Chiefs have given up the 4th and 5th most fantasy points to wide receivers this year, respectively so, you know, I'd imagine Geno Smith is going to throw quite a bit in this one. Preciser has this game at a 50 point total, so if you're shooting for upside, I think Goodwin is a play this
0: week I think absolutely you're on the money with that one. DK Metcalf, like we said, he's going to be, and like I said I think he's going to be a shoe in for 10 targets at least. Um, but they can't all go to DK Metcalf. Geno Smith is probably going to be throwing the ball 30, 40 times this game. And you're not going to be throwing 10 targets to no offense. you know. So a good I think you're going to look at that. You'll see he's going to be getting some more targets. If he gets seven or eight targets this week, i like him to score a touchdown too. He doesn't need to have a humongous day to pay off, especially with the way that you're going to be starting him. He's a wide receiver three in our rankings. I think his upside is much higher than this. I don't think he's a wide receiver one type of player, but a mid wide receiver two, high wide receiver, wide receiver two finish in a good matchup, you know, like, like you said against the Chiefs. I think that's perfectly reasonable and on the table for Marquis Goodwin this week.
1: Jahan Dotson at 28, uh, he had a top 20 finish and a top 10 finish in his last two games. Uh, he's averaging yeah. 20 for, 20% target share. And when he's healthy, all he does is score touchdowns. And wide receivers who line up out of the slot and the right side have been doing their thing against San Francisco this year. And that's where Dotson runs the majority of his routes from. Fourth most fantasy points given up by the 49ers overall in the last eight weeks. So another upside play here with Jahan Dotson.
0: Yeah, and the key for Jahan Dotson is healthy and not limited. You know, obviously he came back. He had a couple of tough matchups too, you know, from weeks 10 to 12. And we saw him kind of cool off there a little bit after a hot start. He was injured. He came back. Didn't look the same, but these past two weeks, obviously both times against the Giants, so I don't know if that counts for anything, but he's looked much better. It looks like he's getting more involved in the offense, even though he only had six targets last week and nine targets the week before that. That was actually a pretty good target share. Uh, I'm not worried about him going against San Francisco, though, like you said, if he's going to be running out of the slot. I think this is going to be a good game for him.
1: Tyler Boyd at 29, Marquise Brown at 30. You know, Boyd, again, like he's in my top 30 because Jamar Chase is playing. That's what it comes down to, and (laughs) he got a touchdown last week. Uh, The Patriots, you know, aren't like amazing, uh, you know, defending the slot or anything like that. So the Boyd can't get it done, and then Marquise Brown, like, I don't know, man, he's a little bit of a risky play, you know. This week, you know, I am looking for other options uh, because I think he only had one target from Trace McSorley this year, so I'm a little concerned there. You know, the floor is kind of low for Marquise Brown this week. We don't know what the target distribution is going to look like. The matchup is good. But at the same time, like, <laughs> he's really hard to trust this week. So I have him yeah. at 30 because of the talent level, right? And I'm kind of mm-hmm. betting on the talent here to kind of come through. But I'm, I'm tempering expectations for Marquise Brown this week.
0: Yeah, the floor for Marquise Brown is low. And the ceiling, I think, is also pretty low. Um, yeah. I think there's a better chance DeAndre Hopkins scores than Marquise Brown. And I don't think this offense scores more than, like, two touchdowns. <laughs> you know, right. and it sucks because Ky- well, with Kyle Kyler well, Murray well, on the offense, much better but i think that's, that's what the vegas has right the now
1: the, the implied total for the cardinals this week is like 16 points so that's yeah. pretty much what it is two touchdowns
0: yeah that, that could be a touchdown and a bunch of field goals too so like i said the touchdown upside <laughs> i just don't see it in this game and like i said I, I would pick james connor or deandre hopkins to be scoring those touchdowns before i pick marquise brown um not because of the talent but just of the way that we've seen Trace McSorley play and from just the offense overall being not very good so I, I think Marcus Brown he's not a very attractive start for me I'd definitely be looking for other options would you be starting like would you take shots elsewhere I'm not sure who you'd start but guys that aren't on this ranking would you like see if you could hit upside on a couple guys I'm trying to think of somebody but
1: yeah but maybe, um, okay how, know, about,
0: how about this how about a guy like yeah. Mac Hollins what do you think um, would you take a who, shot? Who are the Raiders going solid, up against this week again? This Yeah. Yeah. Uh, no,
1: All I right. would not go Matt Collins what? over Hollywood. How about now, Zay I Jones enough. or Hollywood? Zay <laughs> Jones, no, because against the Jets no. Okay. I wouldn't do that. All right. Um, I can name a couple guys though, L- uh, like, like right. yeah. in contention, Elijah Moore, out of the slot mm-hmm. against Jacksonville, uh, Darius Slayton against Minnesota. Uh, Chris right. Moore, if Brandon Cooks doesn't play, uh, Brandon Cooks, if you know Chris Moore's out because he's also he's been limited with a foot injury, mm-hmm. uh, Romeo Dubs, you know potentially against Miami, right? Uh, Adam Thielen, yeah. right? There's a couple guys that are not in my top 30 that I could see myself chasing upside a little bit more than that. Isaiah Hodgins is a little bit of a sleeper this week. I'm not playing him over Hollywood, but I'm looking for upside. He's a little bit of a sleeper this week against uh, against the Minnesota because he lines up on that left side uh where minnesota has been extremely vulnerable.
0: And yeah, yeah minnesota like and Romeo has been Dubs, a bit of a fantasy factory.
1: <laughs> him and Romeo Dubs are a little bit like two of my sleepers this week. I, I think they can yeah. they can potentially surprise a little bit. Um but yeah. Yeah. I I, yeah, I, I can see it though. I, I'm not excited for Marquise Brown this week, but yeah, with us saying all this right now it, like yeah. he's going to he's going to pop off, watch.
0: Yeah, we'll see. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think it's going to happen. Like I said, I, th- I don't think Trace McSorley gets more than 200 passing yards. I don't think that Um, They score many touchdowns. I think two touchdowns is the ceiling. Like you said, Vegas agrees with me. So we'll see if I'm right. (laughs) Yeah. 2400 Sports is an Odyssey company.